1: My name is Admiral Rachel Levine, and I have the honor of being the Assistant Secretary for Health at the United States Department of Health and Human Services. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month, and actually, let's declare it a summer of pride. Happy.
2: I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's June 27th, 2023. And no, this is not a summer of pride. We've got three more days of this BS. And then I want you people to feel some shame. Okay. Some serious, hardcore shame. Enough of this nonsense. Uh, All right. Before we do anything else today, and of course we are live streaming on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube, if you want to join us for the post-game show Uh, at rubinreport.locals.com. Please do. Uh, But before we do anything, I have to explain why we are uh, running a little late today. It is 1 p.m. Eastern. Of course, we're always live at 11 a.m. Eastern. And what happened was uh, a couple weeks ago, we were looking to hire a new person, a new technical director. We wanted a new person on the team. We're always expanding. Things are growing around here. A lot of good vibes. And, you know, the company is always looking to bring in good people. And we get tons of resumes, dozens, hundreds, I don't know, maybe thousands of resumes. And I say to the guys, I can't look at all of these resumes. We have to hire the way people hire in 2023. I said, first, what you do is get rid of all the white guys. You get rid of the white people. And then I said, get rid of the straight people. We don't want any straight people. We don't want any white people. And obviously the Christians, we're not going to have any of them get rid of them too. And what I'm looking for very specifically, and I said, it doesn't really matter what their qualifications are. You know, technical director, you want them to have a certain ability to to run the board, they have to know a certain amount of programs, there's some editing involved, things of that nature. But I said, don't worry about any of the things that they would have to know to do the job. What I would prefer is find me somebody, and I, these were the specific things I asked for. I wanted black, that was very important. Lesbian or trans, so black, lesbian or trans, uh, Latinx, okay, so you got to be black, lesbian or trans, Latinx. You gotta have uh, something either with your eye, like a lazy eye or a blindness, a temporary or permanent blindness situation. Uh, what were we going for? The limp, we you had to have the limp, maybe one leg's a little bit longer than the other. Uh, obese would be nice and, and Satanist. So we did that, we whittled about, what was it, about 762 resumes down to three, with three people that had all of those qualifications and uh, we, we hired somebody and then this morning was supposed to be their first day. And I say their first day because it was a they, the, this person, this whatever you want to call this, demigogue or two-spirit, whatever. And uh, the, did not know how to do anything. So we could not run the show this morning. And, uh, and here we are. So that's what happened. Actually, what happened, if you want to know what happened, Connor, I'm going to shame you to thousands of people right now. Connor, God bless this guy. You've been working for me for how many years now? Like over three years. You've traveled coast to coast with me, different states and thousands of miles. Connor has never been late. He has never missed a deadline. He has never screwed up anything once that I can think of ever. Like primo, he can never leave me employee, right? He overslept today. He overslept and his phone died. So we were all calling him, phone not uh, ringing, which got everybody concerned. Uh, My guys all live in, uh, most of them live in, in one specific building. We sent Daphne back to go knock on the door. We thought, like, you know, what's going on here? Like, are we opening up to a... a, a, We didn't know what was happening. Yada, yada, yada. He overslept. And you're not getting Chipotle today. We got a tremendous show for... Oh, I was told something else is happening on the fly since we're doing this. They wanted to do a Tuesday quiz on me since we're already... Uh, we're already just sort of out of whack here with the time and everything. They wanted to throw a question at me that I have not seen before. This is, we're calling this the Tuesday quiz, the Ruben Report Tuesday quiz. Okay, very exciting. Uh, the question is, how old do you think Corinne Jean-Pierre is? Well, that's a good question. How old? Well, they say black don't crack, so she's got to be on the young side. Um, I'd say she's probably in her early thirties. How about a 32? Maybe a 32. How old? She's 48. She's Corinne Jean-Pierre is 48 years old. She is older than me. God, that is embarrassing. Cause I always think of her as a child in some ways, as much as I criticize her, I'm always like, I don't want to be so critical of her because it's like, she just got out of college. She's 48 years, man, black don't crack. Good for her. Good for her. That is good. That's great. That's the Ruben Report Tuesday quiz on the fly. All right, guys, now we have a full show for you. And I promise to deliver because of the technical difficulties with our lazy eyed, blah, 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 and everything else. Uh, there's a crazy story coming out of New York City right now that has the, the OG New Yorkers. And I know most of them have already fled to Florida, but some of them still exist in New York City. They have just had it. And it and it's perfectly indicative of all of the insanity coming out of our blue states and specifically the blue cities. In New York City, right now, they are trying to shut down and eliminate all the old school pizza places. Yes, really. They don't want them burning coal or wood anymore. They gotta cut emissions. It is just complete nonsense. And if you were gonna go after the most like perfectly quintessential thing, the one thing that when I go back to New York City, despite the filth and the grotesqueness and it smells like weed everywhere and everyone I know is left and the few people that are still there are depressed, the one good thing still about New York City is a nice sloppy, greasy slice of pizza. And they are coming for that too. And then we're gonna link that to a whole bunch of other things that they're coming for, including your children. And we'll get to all of that in just a moment. But let me talk to you guys about Fast Growing Trees. Guys, breathe some life into your own backyard with fastgrowingtrees.com this spring and summer. Uh, From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let fastgrowingtrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. FastGrowingTrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a couple days. I love Fast Growing Trees. That's where we got our lemon and lime trees from. I can't recommend them enough. Uh, And with Fast Growing Trees, 30-day alive and thrive. Guarantee you know everything will look great, fresh out of the box. Join over 1.5 million happy fast growing trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben right now and get 15% off your entire order. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben for 15% off, and they will send you some good stuff. I guarantee it. All right, let's get into pizza, people. We should have had pizza for lunch today. We already ate lunch. This is a rare day that I've eaten lunch before the show. We'll see if I can still perform. Uh, I had quinoa with chicken. That's it. Okay. Uh, Here's some info from Blaze on what's going on. New York City turns up the heat on wood and coal-fired pizzerias demanding restaurants slice emissions By 75%. Yes. So I just want you all to think almost everyone watching this has been to New York City or you can picture a New York City pizza place, that beautiful fire in the background, those big ovens, some greasy fat guy being rude to you as you order your slice. Like that's what New York City is about more than anything. And now they are trying to freaking kill that. Well, one guy who's not having it is Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports. And you guys might know that Dave Portnoy does this. What does he do? It Like every couple of weeks he goes. He's been to dozens, if not hundreds, of pizza places all across America where he then rates the pizza. And if you get a good rating from Portnoy on your pizza, it's going to blow up your shop in the best possible sense. So this guy freaking loves pizza and he is not happy with these libtards running New York City.
3: In case been in a little like cave, everyone sent me this story. Apparently, in New York City, some f***ing little liberal arts, Ivy League, pink-haired, crazy liberal, who's never worked one day in the real world, is on an environmental commission, and they woke up from their little nappy poo, wherever that may be, and they're like, I figured out how to save the world today. We have to get rid of coal oven pizzerias in New York City. We gotta stop that, the the emissions, I guess it's pollution, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Pizzerias use coal ovens, all the best, all the best. In this environmental commission, bloody da da person wakes up and wants to ban coal ovens? Are you f-ing kidding me? Do you know what's going on in New York? You got rats, you got trash in the city, you got fucking cars, Planes, private planes. You got people getting slashed on the subway. You got flash mobs robbing stores. And you're coming for coal oven pizzerias? You think shutting down like 10 to 15 pizza places is going to make a f-ing difference? They've been there for 100 f-ing years. You're going to come after pizzerias for f-ing global warming? Are you f-ing nuts? Leave the f- in pizzerias alone.
2: I like how somehow they bleeped all the f bombs except for one. They went, let one slide. You know, it's funny because he comes off as such a New Yorker, but he's actually from Boston, or Boston, as they'd say. You know, uh, he likes the uh, the Dunkin' Donuts up in Boston. Uh, that wasn't a Boston accent. I don't know what that was, uh, but I think he gets to the point of all of this. These people who do nothing other than ruin everything. It's very easy to destroy things. It's hard to create things. You are now going to say to the few remaining non-chain pizza owners, there will be some chains that'll be affected by this as well, but like the independent pizza guy whose family owned for decades, the few of them that are still left in New York City, you have to abide by these completely arbitrary, nonsensical rules that will do absolutely nothing. And by the way, especially since COVID, but even before, just having a restaurant in New York City that can survive. I think usually in restaurants in New York City have less than 1% survival rate. If you look at them, you know, five to 10 years down the road, the best pizza place that I ever went to in my life was on 84th and Amsterdam in New York City, about two blocks from where I lived. It was called Caesars Pizza, not Little Caesars. It was Caesars Pizza. It had been there for decades. This place every day from the second they opened at 10 a.m. to the time they closed, uh, 2, 3 a.m. It was jam-packed constantly. They closed one day out of nowhere. They were like, well, we can't afford the rent anymore. That was before COVID. It was a very sad day for me living in New York City at that time when they closed that place. So, But that illustrates the point. It's hard to keep a business open under the best times now with these ridiculous regulations and everything else. But the people of New York City, finally, you know, you inject them with stuff, you lock them in their buildings, all that stuff. Okay. But you come for their pizza. They have just about had it with UMFers. Uh, Here is a New York City conservative artist. His name is Scott Lobato. And he went to City Hall with some pizza to show his disgust.
4: The woke ass idiots who run this city are doing everything in their power to destroy it. We have naked men with their titties bouncing around all over the city yesterday in public in front of children. We have the most violent raging crime rate ever. We are being invaded by illegal immigrants who are being treated way better than our homeless veterans, our teachers and first responder heroes who were fired, still not compensated because they didn't take the Fauci injection. Our city schools produce the dumbest kids, and the woke-ass punks who run New York City are afraid of pizza? The world used to respect New Yorkers as tough, thick-skinned, and gritty. Now we have become pussified. It's a damn shame. You heard of the Boston Tea Party? Well, this is the Boston, New York, this is the New York Pizza Party. Give us pizza or give us death. Give us pizza or give
2: us death. Man, is there anything better like than a New York Italian accent and just the attitude of all that? And that's what they're trying to kill. These idiots. He's right. Over the weekend it was Pride weekend. You've got people in dog masks twerking in front of four-year-olds and that we tell everybody how great that is, but you want to look at that delicious wasted pizza. I, we don't have great pizza in Miami like that. I, I mean, I got to tell you, you know, I don't uh, complain about Florida over here, but we could use some of that. We got our fancy Mr. O-1 in Coconut Grove, I know, but we don't have that awesome New York style pizza. But people have just had it, they have just had it. I'm pretty sure that that guy, like he didn't wake up that morning, like, you know, I'm gonna toss some pizza over (laughs) over the fence at City Hall, but that's what these morons, these mental midgets, like Mayor Eric Adams, have pushed these people into doing. So here is Eric Adams, and Eric Adams, you may remember, he was brought in after uh, Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio, as I I think a self-proclaimed communist, he ruined New York City, okay? Mike Bloomberg, after the years of Giuliani that they cleaned up the city, Bloomberg had three terms. They, New York City was in, a, in an absolute renaissance of, of cleanliness and thriving and, and just so much goodness there. De Blasio demolishes it along with COVID. And then they vote in a guy who's basically just as bad, Eric Adams. And yeah, he's, uh, he's also a vegan, by the way. You will find out about that in just a second. Uh, but uh, here he is on The Man Who Threw Pizza over the fence at City Hall.
5: Well, well, let's let's be clear. Um, You know, every toxic entity that we remove from our air is adding up to the overall desire to deal with uh, shrinking our uh, carbon footprint. And as I stated, let's let the public weigh in. And then we could have a conversation if we're going to move forward or, or not. And the public can weigh in without throwing pizza over my gate. They could have delivered me the pie and allowed me to eat the pie and sat in the, you know the cow and have a conversation with me. And so I'm going to call the person through pizza over my gate to tell him he needs to bring a vegan pie to me so we can sit down and I want to hear his side of this. Uh,
2: a vegan pizza pie. So this guy doesn't even eat cheese. He doesn't even eat regular cheese. And as if that that guy had shown up to City Hall, knocked on the thing, hey, I got some pizza for you. You want to talk as if they would have let him in. So good for you tossing pizza over. What an absolute buffoon. You know, if you took every pizza place in New York City, can you Google it, Phoenix? How many many pizza places you got in New York City? There has to be hundreds of them. But if you, let's say there's 300 pizza places in New York City proper, I don't know how many in in all the boroughs, but let's say there's a thousand pizza places and you closed every pizza place and you made sure nobody ever had a garlic knot again, okay? You took out all of the soda fountains. There's 1,200 pizza places in New York City. You took them all out. You think you would do anything against global warming, you psychopaths, you genuine psychopaths? Man, I'm fired up at 1 p.m. Maybe we should move the show a little bit later. You know, I, I thought you were laying dead in your apartment. It got me it got me very emotional this morning. But you guys get it. This crusade against pizzerias, it has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with global warning. They want to control you. They want to control what you're drinking, how much soda you can have in your cup. They want to control how many children you have. They want to control whether your children are boys or girls. It is a constant, nonstop crusade against your freedoms that is coming from a bunch of vegan weirdos, basically. So now I want to talk to you about meat because that's the greatest segue we've ever had for an ad. And then we'll get to the other side. Let's talk about Box. You guys know that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese, and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, but it's in your grocery aisle every day. Well, guys, there's a better way. You know all about Moink. That is Moo Plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork chops to salmon fillets and much more. Eric Adams is not going to be happy with you. Plus, you can cancel any time. There's nothing better than cooking my meats on the big green egg that I got in the backyard every Friday evening. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and they guarantee you will say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy. I got moinked. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Rubin right now. And listeners of this show get free bacon in your first box. It's the best bacon you'll ever taste for a limited time. That's M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Rubin. Moinkbox.com slash Rubin. Tell Eric Adams sent ya, And let's continue with this clown because you may remember this. He is a vegan. And why do people not like vegans? Well, first off, you look at them, they, they are always a little green. Like if you want if you see someone walking down the street, they don't look very good, you could pretty much figure out that they're a vegan. But okay, that's that's up to them. But one of the things that I have found about a lot of these people is that they are not content having their diet for themselves. They always want to push everything on everybody else. This is this comes right out of sort of the progressive mind, the the modern liberal mind. It's like I it's not just that I can live my way myself. I must actually envelope everyone in my nonsensical, worldview. Here's Eric Adams declaring war on meat and dairy, but the Moink people ain't having it.
5: One in every five metric tons of carbon dioxide our city emits comes from food, but all food is not created equal. The vast majority, majority of food uh, that is contributing to our emission crisis lies in meat and dairy products. We already know that a plant plant powered diet is better for your physical and mental health. And I am living proof of that. But the reality is that thanks to this new inventory, we're finding out it is better for the planet. All right.
2: First off, dude, there is no evidence that a plant-based diet is better for a human being. Human beings are herbivores, we are omnivores, we eat herbs. We eat greenery, we, but we're omnivores in essence, meaning we eat both, right? Some animals only eat herbs, they're herbivores. Some animals only eat meat, they're carnivores, right? We're omnivores, we eat both. There are plenty of people that do carnivore diets that mostly eat meat, that don't eat a lot of vegetables, and often they're doing fine. You should consult your doctor. You should make a decision on yourself. But I'm telling you, if you live in New York City, they're gonna take your pizza away, they're gonna take your meat away. You're going to be eating bugs while that man with his... He always wears a very tight, like somebody, dude, let the guy breathe a little bit. Maybe that thing's on, maybe his collar is too tight. Honestly, that might be what it is. They got this freaking tight ass collar on the guy. He's not eating any meat. He's getting asphyxiated in the brain. Speaking of brain as- asphyxiation, uh, New York governor, Kathy Hochul, you know that Eric Adams is the mayor of New York City, but there's an even crazier person in New York. This is governor Kathy Hochul. Now remember, she's the one that took over for Andrew Cuomo during COVID. is one of the most vile authoritarian people on the planet who has shown no remorse for any of her policies. Uh, And here she is, uh, she's very, very excited that, you know, now that we've reversed Roe v. Wade, which was yesterday or two days ago was the one-year anniversary of that, she's very excited that New York basically has no bans on abortion and that doctors in New York through telemedicine will be able to prescribe abortion medication for people all over the country so that everyone can have abortions regardless of whether you know, parents know or whether it's illegal in that state or anything else. She just loves killing babies, and she's going to do everything she can to kill as many babies as possible, and she's going to go on MSNBC and talk about it.
6: First of all, love what you're trying to do to help women across the country who are in these horrendous situations because they can't get the health care that they need. Um, but this measure in New York would prohibit state law enforcement from cooperating with Any out-of-state litigation against doctors who use telehealth services to prescribe medication, abortion, or provide other reproductive health care. So if a woman is on a telehealth with a doctor, he's he or she is protected. But how does she get that medication in the state that she's in? Because if she goes to a pharmacy, aren't they not going to give it to her? We can also have it sent to different clinics and providers, but also you know, I we're see. gonna we're gonna test this. You know, this has not been mm-hmm. done before, it's not been enforced. And I'm prepared to stand on the constitutional rights of the people in this country. And we'll if someone sues us, we'll fight back because we cannot right. be subjugated to these individuals who are just weaponizing every way they can to take away women's basic rights. And we're sick and tired Got of this. That. We're sick and tired of being victimized by people who are at war with women in this country, whether it's the Supreme Court of the United States, whether it's Republicans in Congress or Republican governors. my
2: What a crazy bitch. I I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. I've had a lot of coffee today, I guess, too. But I cannot take these people and I cannot believe that anyone lives in a state governed by these lunatics. Yes, someone should sue her and someone should sue New York. Okay, because there's some issue about through over state lines and prescribe like there's going to be all sorts. This this will end up in the Supreme Court. But what abortion? Abortion medicine? It's not medicine, right? Like medicine usually helps you. Uh, you have a headache, for example. You take Advil. Advil is a type of medicine, and your headache's gone. Uh, when you take abortion pills, they actually kill the child inside you. So I don't know that, but technically that would be considered medication. Uh, but this idea that it's also that they keep calling it reproductive health care. Generally killing babies not a big health care thing. You guys know I am begrudgingly pro-choice. I was completely fine with our 15-week situation that we had in Florida. DeSantis has moved it to six weeks. I'm I'm against that personally, but I understand that he's the chief executive of the state and everyone can move throughout the experiment. You only want eight month abortions, go to Cali, okay we're we're doing the six week thing here, that's fine. But they are trying to now infringe on the on the laws that other states have pushed, it is just crazy. And that when this woman, when this woman, this Botox grotesque woman, when she pretends that she cares about constitutional rights or, or choice or individual autonomy or anything else, she was forcing doctors to be fired because they were not vaccinated against COVID. And you may remember this one about how the unvaccinated aren't listening
7: to God.
6: Thank you, God thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know, there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love? but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live.
2: God, this woman, lady, you wouldn't know God if he smacked you in your Restylane-filled face. You really would not. This is what these people do with absolutely everything. It's, It's not good enough that they make personal choices for themselves. Okay, Kathy, you love abortion. You want all your friends to have abortions and kill as many babies as possible and all that stuff. That's great. But she wants to make sure other people out of state, when it comes to the vaccines, she wanted to all the doctors being fired and everything else, the nurses that were fired, and that she dare connects this to God. It's just so crazy. But speaking of crazy, there is a place, ladies and gentlemen, that is crazier than New York. It's 3000 miles that way. Yes, we are talking about California. California currently has two bills that are working through the system right now. We've discussed one of them before. Uh, That's AB 957, which allows courts to consider a parent's affirmation of their child's gender identity when making decisions about visitation and custody. So right now, this bill, which we've talked about before, if you do not, this is for parents that are divorced, but obviously we know it starts there and it'll be to everybody else. If parents are divorced and one parent is affirming the kid's gender, not the real gender, but let's say you got a boy, he's 12. He says, he's a girl. The dad says, no, you're not a girl, you're a boy. Uh, This is just a sudden weird thing that you're going through and we'll work through it. But the mom's like, no, he's a girl, he's a girl. They will literally side with the woman, take that child from the father. That's one thing that's working through right now. And then there's another bill happening in California, uh, AB 665, uh, which allows minors 12 and older to receive mental health counseling or therapy without parental consent. Without parental consent, 12-year-olds, okay? 12-year-olds who need, if their class was going to the zoo, would need a consent form. But you can talk to a therapist who you damn well know in the state of California is gonna tell you that you are trans or two-spirit or you're a cat or a furry or something else. But that's what they are pushing on the children. Of California right now, one of the biggest proponents of this is this guy up in San Francisco. He's a Democrat state senator uh, named Scott Weiner, uh, and here he is pushing this bill so that courts can take children from parents. Yes, literally.
7: This this bill protects children. It makes children safer. It makes children healthier. And it's unfortunate that this bill, like so many, uh, has been caught up in this 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 right-wing outrage machine that it's like every 12 hours they need another uh, another some another issue or another bill uh, or another or or something that's completely made up to try to just stoke outrage online uh, to scare people to scare parents to to feed this um, just absolutely false moral panic that people are running around trying to steal people's uh, uh, children. Uh, we know that that, that there are uh, children who are truly at risk, uh, and 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 the outrage machine completely m- undermines our efforts to address actual children at risk by making pretend that all children um, are somehow uh, being targeted, and that the mental health profession is targeting them, and their teachers are targeting them, and LGBTQ people are targeting them. It is outrageous. Uh, And this is a good and important bill, and I want to thank you again for moving it.
2: Every single, single thing he said there was the reverse of the truth. And if you think that that guy with his nail polish should be in charge of whether some parent should make a decision over their child, you're crazy. And if you live in California, these things are coming for you. If you have children in California, understand, right at this moment, all the bill is about is about this divorce situation. So one parent doesn't want to affirm the gender. And one does, right? Even though they've got that backwards. Again, you, if you were affirming someone's gender, oh, you're a 12 year old boy, you're a boy, congrats. Oh, you happen to like pink and you wanna go see Barbie. Zippity damn doodah. That would be affirming their gender. Oh, uh, you're a boy and you like pink and Barbie, we're gonna chemically castrate you. That doesn't sound very affirming to me, but that nail polished weirdo wants to be in everyone's house. And yes, he does wanna take people's children. It's just obvious, but you don't have to listen to me. Just look what's in the bill. But let's see who else this Scott Weiner. Weiner, of course, his name is Weiner. the guy who wants to chop people's dicks off. Here's Weiner hanging out with uh, some lady from the Sisters of per- Lady. It's a dude dressed as a lady from the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is basically an anti-Catholic hate group. They just hate Catholics. Now, it's odd that they don't try this with Jews and Muslims, makes you wonder. Uh, but here he is, I don't know, he loves this chick dude.
7: So proud of uh, Sister Roma and her work uh, in the community, and I'm proud of California for standing strong uh, in, uh, to support uh, LGBTQ people as our community is under assault uh, in the rest of the country. Sister Roma
8: went on to say it's an incredible honor to have been nominated. She says being recognized not only means a lot to her, but the LGBTQ community at large.
2: Okay. To be clear, Sister Roma is not a sister of anything. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are are just a made-up imaginary thing by a bunch of dudes pretending to be chicks in weird geisha costumes or whatever the hell that is. And this weirdo, instead of doing whatever the work of the state is, although I frankly, I wouldn't want him doing the work of the state because in California, the work of the state usually ends up in your bedroom. um, He's honoring this person. Okay, let's continue though, because as you know, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. This is a Ruben Report First. We're doing a lot of Ruben Report First on the show today. We've never thrown back to a cold open. But here is Dick Levine. Now, you know Dick Levine as uh, Rachel Levine. So you got Scott Weiner, and Dick Levine. I mean, we, should, we could close up the operation. We really could. I could retire right now because you can't make the people look here Years from now, they're going to look at this. So you had a guy named Weiner and Dick trying to This is, well, we showed you this at the top of the show, but let's just throw back to this. You'll see why.
1: Hello, my name is Admiral Rachel Levine and I have the honor of being the Assistant Secretary for Health at the United States Department of Health and Human Services. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month. And actually, let's declare it a summer of pride. Happy summer of pride.
2: Yeah, let's not, you freak. But okay, let's continue. So then... Uh... So then it continued. Here's Dick Levine talking about how gender-affirming care is actually suicide prevention care. And I'm going to blow your mind with something on the other side of this one. Go.
1: You know, it's it's such an important issue for our youth and adults. As you said, some of these laws are actually extending into adulthood. You know, we often say that gender-affirming care is health care. Gender-affirming care is mental health care, and gender-affirming care is literally suicide prevention care. Would that be your view as well? I 100% agree.
2: Oh, well, you asked some random kid whether he agrees about that, so I guess it is. We we now know that many, many people, and it is going to continue to break this way, that many, many people who go under these transitions, which doesn't change your biological sex, even though they pretend it does, but they chop your breasts off, chemically castrate you, hormones, all the other problems with that. You end up having a penis that doesn't work, a series of other health problems, blah, blah, blah. You may not look as the way you want on the other side of the whole damn thing. Now all of these people are suicidal or depressed. There's a huge detransition movement. Now the, the ultimate irony of this Dick Levine is that Dick Levine has is on video, we've showed it to you before, Literally like three years ago, I think it was, maybe it was four years ago, I think it was 2019, Dick Levine on video saying how happy he was that he didn't transition until he was an adult because he has kids. So do you know what that means? Dick Levine had a dick. It's unclear to me if he has one now. Frankly, I don't care and I don't wanna know. Dick Levine had a dick, impregnated his wife that he was married to for 30 years. They have kids then at the age of 50, whatever, he decides to be a woman, Again, I don't know if he chopped the wang off or not, but now is pushing that other children should not, what he described as his greatest joy, his two children as his greatest joy. And he is now pushing with this entire administration, this clown car of crazy people, the idea that children should be doing this to themselves. Speaking of clown cars of crazy people, here's the vice president of the United States. I'm here because I also
9: understand not only what we should celebrate in terms of those fighters who fought for fundamental freedoms, but understanding that this fight is not over. When I look at the fact that in our country, we're looking at somewhere around 600 bills being proposed or passed, anti-LGBTQ, book bans, a a policy approach that is don't say gay," people in fear for their life, People, it's afraid to be, to be. These are fundamental issues that point to the need for us to all be vigilant, to stand together. I feel so very strongly. No one should be made to fight alone. And so when it comes to the work I have done for decades now, um, it is the work that I will continue to do.
2: Yeah, meaningless drivel. Thank God she didn't bust out a Venn diagram on that thing. Uh, First off, as you guys know, there are not 600 anti LGBT bills. These letters have nothing to do with each other. The T's are against the L's, the G's and the B's. It's all about protecting children and maybe not having uh, adult men expose themselves in front of kids. We all, all used to agree on that. That was like a kind of basic one we all agreed on. Uh, that's that's one thing. Also, she's standing, that was a Pride that was pride Weekend in New York City. She's standing in front of Stonewall. That was the place of the Stonewall riots. What was that, early 80s at the height of the AIDS crisis. And all of these people, they, they, it was mostly gay men that did not wanna have to be in underground bars to meet each other where the bars would be broken into and they'd be arrested and charged with all of these things. And they were fighting for equal rights, meaning the ability to get marriage Uh, To get married and then live a a quote-unquote normal life like everybody else. Those people and what they were fighting for has absolutely nothing to do with the nonsense that Dick Levine and Scott Weiner and Kamala Harris and the rest of these people are talking about. But who do they fear most? Right. Oh, and then of course she mentions don't say gay, which, as you know, the word gay wasn't involved, and there are plenty of gay people flourishing here, right in the uh, free state of Florida. Might I send you to South Beach? It's not my scene, but it's pretty freaking gay. You check the Birdcage. Great movie. Uh, But who do they fear most? They fear this Ron DeSantis guy. And check out this ad on Ron,
4: the scary Ron DeSantis.
0: What Governor Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida is unimaginable. And his latest policy is a modern-day book burner. (laughs) Now, the most cherished books of our time can no longer be read by Florida children. Why? Because Ron DeSantis has censored them. Can you believe it? Classics like P is for Penis, Whore in Peace, and Moby's Dick have been pulled from the shelves of Florida public schools. Does your second grader want to read Charlotte's webcam? Well, thanks to Ron DeSantis, that book has been banned. Did you ever imagine a day would come when children couldn't read titles like Atlas Pegged or Catcher in the Guy? Even Pitcher in the Guy was taken from the library. Welcome to Ron DeSantis's Florida, a place once known for being the most erotically shaped state is now left with zero erotic graphic novels for its kindergartners. And now in a shameless act of partisan politics, DeSantis is even going after President Biden's beloved pop-up book, Shower Time. So we must act. Please vote Democrat. But in the meantime, call the governor's office and say, you're doing me raw, is another book we demand back on the shelves. With your help, We'll put indispensable titles like The Grapes of Ass, To Kill a Cockingbird, and hundreds of others back onto our kids' reading lists. Our children are the future, and we Florida Democrats will never stop fighting for what turns us on. Paid for by the Global Reading Opportunities Outreach Movement.
2: You see what we did there? You guys thought that was real. You thought it was real, then it takes a turn and you go, what am I looking at? But it's impossible to know truth from satire these days. To kill a cocking bird, by the way, did you see the author on that? It was L. Bobbitt. Do you know who L. Bobbitt is? Lorena Bobbitt? So a little before, yeah, Lorena Bobbitt was this woman like 20 years ago. I guess she was in an abusive relationship with her husband, chopped his wang off. Old school, now everyone's chopping wangs off, but she was doing it before it was cool. Anyway, uh, look, there are some politicians that are standing up against this stuff. And obviously, DeSantis is the center of the center. So he went to San Francisco last week. I think we showed you this video, but it's worth it's worth noting again, because while these Wiener people and, and the rest of them, while their cities turn into dystopian hellholes, and they close down pizza places and they put drugs out on the street and fentanyls everywhere and stores close and people flee and all of that... Uh, some people in some places are doing it right. And DeSantis went right to San Francisco to talk about the horrors, literally the horrors that are happening there.
4: We're here
1: in the once great city of San Francisco. We came in here and we saw people defecating on the street. We saw people using heroin. We saw people smoking crack cocaine. And you look around, uh, the city is not vibrant anymore. It's really collapsed because of leftist policies. And uh, these policies have caused people to flee this area. They don't prosecute criminals like they do in most parts of the country. Uh, And the wreckage has really, really been sad to see. And so I've seen so many businesses boarded up. Uh, I've seen so much uh, riffraff just running around.
2: So you guys get it. Kamala Harris complains about books and non-existent laws Scott Wiener and Rachel Levine pretend that someone's coming after the gays and the rest of it. And then there are some serious politicians that are actually trying to deal with the issues of the day, like making sure that our our once great city, San Francisco might have been the most beautiful city, the most thriving, beautiful city 15 years ago in America, and it has become absolutely disgusting. So they want your books. They want your words. They want your meat. They want your dairy. They want your coal. They want your pizza. They want your gas stoves. And guess what, guys? It's just the tip of the iceberg. So where did we start with the show today? Well, we started with the pizza situation. So one more time, in case you forgot, New York City turns up the heat on wood and coal-fired pizzerias, demands restaurants slice uh, slice emissions by 75%. And you might go, well, that's just kind of innocuous. Oh, it's New York City. Nobody's going to really do it. But guys, there is a plan. And the plan is in full sight, and it has been in full sight for quite some time. Uh, We have not shown you a video of World Economic Forum, uh, Grand Emperor Palpatine, Klaus Schwab, in quite some time. But here he is in July of 2020, saying that the next crisis will be climate change. How he knows, I just, I have no idea.
4: We know now uh, that um, the next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. And it is a climate crisis.
2: Convenient, the next crisis is around the corner, and I happen to be somebody making a lot of money with a bunch of people who are also in their private jets cashing in on this bullshit while you peons will eat your, your, you know, your sludge. <laughs> I can't believe it. Bill Gates, uh, who's also another one of these weirdo lizard people, here he is in 2008 with Klaus Schwab, uh, and uh, they're into population reduction, which kind of makes you think that uh, it's weird that they had everybody injected with this experimental not-vaccine, doesn't it? Here they are. Enjoy. Or don't. I don't know.
5: What, what would you like to see as your legisla- legacy in 10, 15 years?
10: I, I set very ambitious goals because I'm quite optimistic. If you look at, say, the, the 20 diseases uh, that our global health program goes after, I'd hope that within 15 years, over half of those, we could have had a very dramatic impact. Uh, some of them will prove to be harder than others. For example, AIDS, uh, we will have made an improvement, but not the dramatic improvement probably in that time frame. Malaria, perhaps, and a number of the other ones, uh, we have things in the pipeline. So, you know, huge change in the uh mortality rates in developing countries, which then has this effect of reducing population growth. That's the, this big benefit mm-hmm. that then makes everything like education and nutrition a lot easier.
2: Do you see how twisted these people are? You see what gets him off right there at the end? Oh, we'll increase mortality rate. There will then be less people so that we can have them more educated. These, these are anti-human weirdos. That's what they are. They are anti-human. They want less people. I want more people. And I'm not that worried about the Earth. And I think regardless, even if it was a problem for Mother Earth, if you want to have more kids and you want to expand your family and your community, go for it. Don't worry about Bill Gates. Also, the idea that Bill Gates is going to stop viruses is insane. What put Bill Gates on the map? He created Windows. Remember the Windows operating system? I always talk about it. He had paint. What else did you have on there again? You had paint. That was the only one I used. You had Minesweeper, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, give me one more. It's before you guys. You don't even know. We had, uh, uh, well, again, the paint was very exciting on there. But that thing was a virus magnet. The whole reason that everyone moved over to Apple over time was because vi- uh, Microsoft, which is his company, right? Microsoft Windows, all of them, Windows 95, Windows Omega, Omega, blah, 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 they all got infected with viruses. Now this guy's trying to infect us with other viruses. Here he is, uh, just in the last couple months, explaining the benefits of population decline. Now that he's injected us all with this stuff, not me though, uh, he's pretty psyched because there'll be less people on Earth.
10: In this year's annual letter, Melinda and I take the toughest questions we get asked and give our answers. One that's come up for a long time is, as we make the world healthier, is the population gonna get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible. So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem? What we found out is that as health improves, families choose to have less children. And this effect is very, very dramatic. In the 60s, that reached a Pretty high number over two percent per year and it's now come way way down now 11 billion people still a lot but the good news is that the faster we improve health the faster family size goes down and so we can feel great about saving those lives the
2: less kids you have in essence have a small family, if a family at all, and then it will be good for the earth or for him. And Mel- Who the hell do, Mel- do Bill and Melinda think they are? They, they really think that we're in Sims. Remember the old Sims game? They think that they're running that shit on us right now. And I have to tell you, as a new father, having two children in this house, it's made it a lot more joyful and stressful and crazy and incredible and all those things. And I'm tempted to have another one right now just because of this freak. So how do you stop them? How do you stop them? It's actually quite simple. And there is one guy who they're constantly trying to censor and take out and silence and everything else who has a very simple recipe for how you stop the Bill Gateses, the Melinda Gateses, the John Kerrys, the Eric Adams, the Scott Wieners, and the Dick Levines. Tucker Carlson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, get married
8: and have a ton of kids. I mean, get married when you're too young, have more kids than you can afford, take a job you're not qualified for, live boldly, stop getting high, stop doing anything that blurs your vision or makes time go faster. You're going to die before you know it. Don't waste a second. That's the sin, is living thoughtlessly and wasting time. It's the one thing you can't get back. I've wasted a lot of money in my life. Oh my gosh, I don't care. I don't regret any of it. But any time that I wasted is really bitter for me because it's finite. And so live as fully as you can. And, and you can't control all this stuff that's going on. You can't control what Google does. And honestly, they're gonna win. Like the powers that be will win, at least in the short term. Ultimately, they'll all blow up. But like, are they gonna crush me? Oh yeah, okay. But in the meantime, I want to experience my life as fully as I possibly can. And I think that starts with having like a ton of kids, like way more than a, so like Mormon levels of kids. I mean.
2: Hmm. Maybe it's not that curious why they took Tucker Carlson out or at least tried to, right? You get it? Which, which makes more sense to you? You want to ride the Bill Gates ship, have less kids, have a smaller family, take their injections when they want, follow all that, or do you want to do things that'll be rewarding and give you purpose and a reason to be here and a chance a chance against the machine that, as he says, the machine usually wins. Eventually it'll collapse. It usually does win, but you have a chance to do something right along the way. It's something that makes you happy and gives you joy and all that good stuff. Man, one o'clock shows. I want to dedicate this show to my man, Connor. Very happy that you're alive, my friend. We were all worried about you. It. It, was, it was really going to put a wrinkle in the day. You know what I mean? But he's here. You, everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. Phoenix, you were late once, weren't you? You were late once. Brock, have you ever been late? Not yet, not yet. All right, interesting. Not yet. You have won, and now you're gonna hold it against me. I know. Thank you guys for watching. Post game show at rubenreport.locals.com right now.
5: See ya. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared.